Hey guys, this is Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. Doing a late time podcast on a Friday night, first day of vacation. Enjoying it. Went and saw, it's either called Smallfoot or Littlefoot, I'm not really sure. There was singing in it, so I didn't like that, but it wasn't too bad of a show. Lots of good movies out right now. Bohemian Rhapsody, I want to see, uh, what's the other ones? Halloween, going to see that for Ivy's birthday. She had seen like the some of the Halloweens for her birthday when they came when she came, she was younger and everything so she wants to see it on her birthday and then uh uh star is born i'm kind of interested in and then there was one other one i know they're singing in that one but that one's probably got better singing than yeti's singing how happy they are uh there was another one too i can't remember what it was. oh venom might go see venom i hadn't planned on seeing it but why not so hopefully i get to see five movies this vacation that'd be cool i rare i don't rarely get to do that too much but but that aside guys what i'd like to talk tonight about is more of a uh adventure writing thing most of you guys know out there that i do my micro adventures and i write short adventures and there's the anatomy of some writing an adventure, there's like different things. And it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish with it. Now, mine is going to be, this cast will be from a um, from my experience as a short adventure writer for publication. So, because if I'm writing a lot of this stuff for my home game... I don't really have to put the background or introduction into it for obvious reasons since I'm doing it. No, like, adventure hooks. Uh, I keep it pretty simple and, you know, detailed. But if I if I go for, like, you know, sending it out to my guys, my patrons and stuff like that, you know, I want to be able to give them some background information. Now, that's, that's always a tricky part. How much information do you want to give? And I think it's always important. I shouldn't say always. I should say it's almost, almost always. How about that? I'll go with that. <laughs> almost always very important to put some context into the situation. I know sometimes I write stuff and like write an adventure and it's just the adventure is there. The players find it. So there's no real context within it. There's, it's just here it is. Do with what you may, you know. But most of the time, if the players come upon, um, like we'll just say a Norker layer or something like that, I'll try to try to put some sort of um, maybe reason why it's there or how it works or some some context of the so the GM can can grab a hold of that and then run the adventure, uh, even if they don't know the whole thing. Although I write at them, so they're they're easy to consume so when you usually open an adventure and we're going to go back to the classic tsr modules and everything there was always like the introduction the introduction was usually half a page to a full page and we're talking about small text single spaced like just big this big black column of text that you were supposed to read to the characters um and like introducing them to the adventure 
I always hated that. Nobody ever listened to to it. People just always wanted to hand wave it and get to the adventure. And then the other thing that it did sometimes, it would assume some of what your what would happen or what you, some of your actions were as a party. And I, I was always like, I just I just always thought that was bullshit. One, you know, it's it's if you start off the adventure with um assuming your character is like, I don't know, got stripped of all his possessions. Well, why didn't I fight back? What happened? Da, 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 you know, kind of thing. Um, no, you're just there and, you know, the knight's telling you that you must go in here and kill whatever and your party goes in looking for to to seek revenge on these people, whatever the, the story may be. But there's, there's always a lot of assumptions in those old TSR modules, which I never liked at all. And like I said, players in general. And I know I was a player most of the time, and I, I, I didn't like it. I, I'd rather just like, okay, let's do this. Let's get into the adventure. And it just didn't uh, seem to work that well with those. Nowadays, the introductions seem to be much shorter, and they're also not as, I don't know, what do you want to call it, assumption-filled. They usually kind of give a background of what's going on or the current situation as it as it you know is going, and go from there. So that's how I usually start off my adventures. I'll, I'll I'll hit somebody with the background or the current situation. It just depends on what's going on. Usually, if it's a background, I put in there that is for like maybe an adventure or location that the players will come upon on their own or. Maybe there's a reason why they're going there. Or if I start with a current situation, that usually means the players are getting like asked to do something. Um, be it uh, like one of the adventures I'm writing is um, this priest who's a leper is asking the players to go do this thing. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it sets up a situation where they have to make damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation, which I love putting my party into. Uh, and the players could easily come out being the bad guy either way. For some party members, that uh, is not an issue. But but what I try to do is I try to keep it to like about three paragraphs, depending on the length of my adventure. Some. Some of them are only going to be a paragraph long because some of my micro-adventures, as some folks know, are on the back of a 4 by 6 inch note card. Don't have time to dick around on that. you got you got like a very small amount of space to work with. And then if it's a zine adventure, then, you know, I have a little bit more leeway with, with the, the introduction. But still, I don't like to do an extensive one. I like at most three, four... Um, paragraphs and then what i do then you move on to usually the gm notes or dm notes as it were now in the old tsr modules they kind of again it was a long block of text of stuff i and way too long i mean i remember reading those things and just getting glazed over and just wondering you know why they needed to be that long and in these days i think it's they're much shorter again um, I guess back 
when you were buying modules back, I guess in the early 80s, there was no real history of gaming at the time, at least not at the extent, of course, it is now. You don't have 40 years. Back then, you probably had like 10 years, but really, the people that were getting into it, you had like the founding groups, and then you had the first generation of folks getting into it, and that's kind of where I was in, like in the middle of that. I wasn't really in the beginning of the first generation of gamers, but kind of somewhere in the middle there. And then... So, because like when I started playing, a lot of people didn't have the rule books. We didn't, we, we were just trying to figure it out. And um, so I guess in that way, they needed to have that extra space to maybe explain some of what was going on. Um, where today you can use that history, back history of gaming and where you were making assumptions in the introduction. This time you can make it a little bit of, you know, assumptions in in the introduction, the players are going to know what an ogre and an oak or orc or a goblin know what the spells are and generally know how they work. Um, usually today, if you say something about a magic missile, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, the, the player, the people are going to know exactly what the spell does, how much damage it does, and how many times you can fire one at what level, because they have that background. But the GM notes, what I do for my micro adventures is I, for the some of the ones that are real small, like the uh, um, the four by sixes or just the half page ones that are front and back, I usually don't even include a GM notes. I just do the introduction. Here's the adventure. Go. If I have a zine adventure, I will do it because sometimes people want to know what levels the players should be adventuring in you know what, what level the player should be in um so i'll kind of put a general range in there and and uh what rule set i'm using and some basic information and also put some details in because some adventures are harder to gm than others a few years back i i made this like little what i called like the adventure boilerplate and it kind of told you what level what system how hard it was and there was like five different stats so it was basically your module stats and in you know one of the stats was how easy this was to, to to gm like i think if you try to gm b1 fairly simple one to to do um or, or B2, keep on the borderlands, or, but compare that to, say, I don't know, like a um, S1, like, you know, Tomb of Horrors, to use the classic ones. That's a little bit more difficult to to GM because of its deadliness and because of its traps and, and not to give away. So you got to be prepared for some of the, the just the, the oddness that the players will come up with and, and, uh, uh, go again you know go with so which is fun but for the but the gm notes sometimes what i'll do is just try to give like a little bit of advice on maybe how to run certain things and all that information is disposable because if it doesn't suit you you know throw it in the garbage bag where it belongs or you might find some useful insight to it i don't know i just put it in there myself because if I'm writing this stuff, I try to give players as much as I possibly, or, you know, folks who are getting this stuff, as much information as I can. So if I say, hey, you know, when you're running this, these guys, this is how their perception is. Like a few adventures ago, I had the Iron 
um, what were they called? The Iron, I can't even remember their names now, but it was a local gang, and they were just like this ragtag band of guys. They, they weren't killers, they weren't vicious, they were just basically there to survive. They banded together because they knew they couldn't make it on their own. So if the players came in to, you know, kick some ass, these guys aren't going to go all um, suicide squad on these guys. They're not going to go, no, they're going to throw down their things and go, whoa, 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 you know, I, I was just hungry, you know. They're, and if I, and then I kind of suggested if the players, you know, do it right, or I shouldn't say do it right, if the players approach the bandits maybe in a, a way that, the bandits will find them as a positive thing and see them as a you know possible ally. They'll join up because they need that security. That's what they're looking for. That's safety, security, food, you know, the whole hierarchy of needs kind of thing. So I threw that in there so it, it didn't become your stereotypical uh, bandit hideout where basically everybody just kind of fights until they're dead or whatever. Um, and I think that kind of information is the information that, that is helpful to run an adventure. But of course, if a GM just wanted to play a bunch of murder hobo uh, bandits, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely none. In fact, there was one bandit in there that was kind of nasty. So, you know, it very well could have happened that way. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I wanted to cover for today. And it's always tricky about how much you want to add and how much you want to keep keep out. But I think the rule of thumb for all these, keep it as short as you can because uh, you're you're going to lose players, gamers, you know, like attention pretty quickly if it's too long and drawn out. Um, and if it's going to be a beginner adventure for for first level guy or players who haven't don't have much experience then it might be appropriate to to be a little bit longer but i would also kind of say that in your introduction at the beginning too about all the details that are going to follow or for folks who are just learning the game and it's more helpful you know a little bit more helpful information to run the adventure uh there's no yeah absolutely nothing wrong with that but the you know but the overall rule is is go with what works for you. My suggestion though is to keep it as short as possible because while that is the heart of the adventure in some ways because that is the seed from which your adventure is grown out of, it should almost be hidden. It should be in the background uh, of what's going on. Uh, you know, let the players experience it and not have it read to them, which I think is, I guess is, it's the old uh, um, writing adage where they say, show, don't tell. And I think that works for adventure writing too. Don't, don't tell them what the adventure is going to be about. Show them what the adventure is going to be about through play. So, all right, guys, that's my uh, tidbit for tonight. I guess I'm doing a twofer. So, I'm going to sign off and hope you guys are doing well. Get some game in hand. We'll talk to you soon.